What's up all my double agents and welcome back to another episode of Standard Definition where we talk about the now, the before, and the later and we also review the challenge. Yeah, I hope everybody's doing wonderful today. Today is the actual day challenge airs, the challenge airs, excuse me. Um, it's actually nine minutes after it's been on air. So yeah, this is this is really, really fresh. This recording is going to be a fresh one just so I can get the feeling and emotion. But also because I started a new job this week, which is like nine to five, Monday through Friday. And I felt like I could have recorded this tomorrow after I got off work, but it would not be like as emotionally invested as it is now so yeah i'm going to um of course i'm going to work around my work schedule because this is something that i want to do you know but you know i'm always giving disclaimers to the people that watch and listen or just listen because you don't watch this but without further ado let's get into this episode of the challenge titled i don't even know what it's titled actually like this is horrible i am so horrible at my job but Let's get into this episode of the challenge titled Duplicity. So we start off after the elimination, you know, everything goes down. Death and sends West home. Now, mind you, we haven't had an episode of the challenge in like two weeks. So if I can't really vividly remember the things that went on last episode don't fault me we're not here to review last episode we're here to review this episode but you know Devin wins against Wes and they come back to the house and we get Devin boasting and acting like he's on top of the world and he's just that girl because he won a fucking elimination against somebody who was emotionally and mentally checked out because he was going against his friend let's be honest but we have Devin and his inflated inflated ego walking into the house and we get Big T. Big T says that she thinks that she needs to keep her eye out on Anissa and Tori because they are like one. They're like one with the music and the wind and the challenges and the fucking fire that happens in the fucking core of the earth. They are one. And Anissa says it. She says, Tori is my rock. Tori is good for me. And even on the challenge podcast that they do after the episodes, she's very, very verbal about being really really close with her and that being her like friend in and out of the house so that's a good observation that big t picked up on not being with them outside of the house so yeah props to big t so yeah next okay so basically as i said last episode i'm I'm not last episode but last challenge review i bullet point the most important important parts they might not they're going to be okay they're going to be in sequence but they're not going to be in sequence of action, if that makes any sense. And if it doesn't make any sense, let me explain further, because I have a horrible way of explaining things, even though I think that I have it figured out in my brain. So basically, all of the things that I'm going to be saying are going to be in um, sequence, but there may or may not be things that have happened in between these things that I just didn't feel the need to insert into the podcast. So, basically... um. We get Fessy and Tori. Now, Fessy is has the hots for Tori, and I'm glad that they inserted this this clip 
of Corey saying that Tori was engaged because you know now while the show was airing we see that Fessy and Tori have been together since the show has ended and whatever and now since the show is airing we've seen that they've been together and it just seems like Tori is trying to spin it like she was over Jordan in the house or whatever or her and Jordan wasn't a thing in the house or whatever but lo and behold she was engaged to Jordan in the house flirting with other men so Tori you're trash amongst the other things that you do that make you trash um and it's crazy because I can say all these things about Tori, but I like her as a challenger. I really, really do. I like her personality. I like I like the energy that she brings to the show. Excuse me. But I just don't like her character at times. I'm so sorry if you get me like sounding like I have a fucking stroke. Sorry to the people that have strokes out there, but like, yeah, whatever. Um, moving right along. We get Jay talking about how he's basically um, using the floater strategy to get himself ahead in the game. And what he means by that is that he's, like, not trying to make big waves. He's trying to make as many friends as possible, stay under the radar. He's trying to be a floater. And that can really make or break you in any competition. Usually, it I don't know. It's really even ratio between making and breaking being a floater. Because I've seen a lot of instances where floaters make it to the end floating. But I've seen a lot of instances where floaters get called out for floating mid-game and they get sent home for basically being a floater. So it could go either way. But, yeah. We get Devin. Um, no. We get Devin, Big T, Amber M, and Kyle. They're in, like, the living room. And we get Big T talking about, like, basically her upbringing and the fact that her mom died. And basically it's a gift for, you know your children to be gave, given away after um you know a parent dies i don't know how she worded it so i'm not going to even try to repeat it but it was something along the lines of that and she talked about how her father also died and she moved to uk when she was four or basically she just was you know pouring her heart out to the room um in efforts for them to get to know her a little bit deeper because i feel like that's a mistake she made on war of the worlds war, wow war of the worlds 2 as well as total madness a little bit more on um wotw 2 a little bit less on total madness just because the viewer got to really love her more on total madness so yeah we get her talking about that then you know it's a little sentimental moment and then devin here comes douchebag devin um he comes in and he says he loves everybody except amber m which was kind of horrible basically he did that to push amber m's buttons and then big t goes along to say that devin is just be, like being a dickhead basically you didn't have to say that to her you really did not have to say that to her you could have just didn't you didn't have to say anything actually you didn't have to say anything you didn't have to tell them that they loved them they didn't need to hear that they probably don't even fucking believe you so you know, Devin walks away because he tries to give a bitch-ass ultimatum saying it's her or him. Like, nobody actually cares. And he tries to, like, really try his hardest to ostracize Ember M. He even does the whole raise your hand if you don't want her in the room type of thing. Like, girl, this is not elementary school. Get it together. You don't need to be acting like you're two. Anyways, moving right along. The next morning comes and we see Nelson trying to confront Devin, but Devin is just like, oh, being a bitch per usual, not trying to, um, not trying to like own up to it, trying to basically say that, um, you need to go ask the rest of the house what happened. Like, no, honey, 
we know what happened and so does Nelson he's right up that ass anyways moving on we get the mission the challenge the daily however you want to word the things that we watched for the bigger bulk of the episode it's called drone control and basically the objective is the partners go down into this lava cave and um that one person drives the drone and one person has vr goggles which shows where the drone is in the um the cave and you know we find out that michi is rogue because Liv is medically dq which they kind of fucked my girl Liv over because they didn't even give her like a medically dq storyline they just said hey Liv, we're out peace and it's just kind of like pisses me off when they do that when they sit there and they don't distribute storylines equally among the cast we still have yet to well this is the first episode where we got confessionals from amber m and amber b and it's kind of annoying it's really kind of annoying but we found out that michi is rogue and first teams that are up is kyle and cam and amber m and nelson they fail horribly this is a failed challenge i'm just going to say that and i might even going to sit here and say well okay basically how most of the teams fell all but one team failed because basically no one really knew how to drive the drone or communicate where the drone was to their partner it was just like a bad communication challenge it was horrible to watch it was really cringy so basically kyle and cam amber and nelson josh and nambi nambi wow josh and nani amber and darrell jay and Teresa, leo and gabby big t and ct leroy and casey anisa and fessy and lolo and nam are all losers and the only winning teams the only team left out of all the teams i just called which is Devin and Tori. <sighs> I didn't want Devin to win. I saw the fucking spoilers on Twitter. Didn't want it to be true. Ended up being true. I was like, okay, now we have to watch Devin be an egomaniac some more. And I don't think that I could fucking take it. But I took it and I watched it. So, Tori says that she wants to go in against a rookie. Which is kind of like, girl, I understand why, but you don't got to put your cards out there like that. People are going to start to call you weak, girl. It's not cute at all. It's just kind of like, do you want to be seen as a strong player in this game like you say that you want to? Or do you want to be seen as weak? Pick your motherfucking poison. It's just like, whatever. So, we see that Devin definitely wants Josh. He's just, like, adamant about wanting Josh because, I guess, they have some type of... Well, they definitely argued last episode. Devin was kind of gaslighting the fuck out of Josh. So, I guess they kind of have, like, a little vendetta going on or whatever. Whatever. So, um... After Josh kind of gets a feeling that he might be a vote going in or considered, he starts to go around the house, um, whatever. One of the people that he talks to in his going around the house thing is Jay. He tries to confront Jay, basically in efforts to tell Jay that he doesn't really trust him or to try to get in his head to see where his um, votes will lie when it comes time for deliberation. And it's like pathetic because you think you about to talk to Jay like that? No, you're not. Did you watch Jay on X on the Beach? Jay is not anybody to be talked to any type of crazy. He will come at you like a Spartan warrior. It does not matter. So basically, Jay 
eats Josh the fuck up. Basically saying, like, I'm not one of these other people that you're going to try to come in. I will get in your face and fuck you up, basically. And Josh is just like, I'm not even trying to be confrontational. Basically trying to cop a plea. But the thing is, Josh is too emotional to even try to have civilized conversations with other adults. He needs to fucking go into a playpen with other children and learn how to get along with them before he decides that he want to get onto a challenge show, do four seasons, and try to fucking be this big dog all four seasons. But when it comes down to it, you're really like a child. So anyway... Jay eats him up. Don't try Jay. Period. So Josh. Um. Okay. Next morning, we see Nani, Casey. I think it was just not. It might. It may have been Nani, Casey, and Kyle. I'm not sure. But we have Nani and Casey for sure, and Josh and Nani is basically like, "Hey, Kyle, come here." Like you know, I say blase in efforts to try to get them to talk. Here goes Josh getting up and trying to walk away, not trying to have an adult. Like you were trying to give all of that last night because you were drunk, but now it's the morning, and you know Jay gonna keep that same energy either way. You want to try to walk away and try to get away from me, whatever. Deliberation comes. Deliberation was kind of pointless because it was either like either Nelson and Amber or Jane Teresa that was going to go in as um, a house vote and whatever. Nelson and Amber going to win as a house vote. I'm going to go right into the elimination, which we have the good old fashioned headbanger we know as Hall Brawl. Hall Brawl. Now, when I saw the previews for it i was like really excited but when i saw that baby that machinery in real time i really like was in here yelling and screaming like oh my god this is gonna be so good like so 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 good so we found out that the compromise agents are of course nelson and amber and we find that out, and of course, TJ always gives the um, double agents the opportunity to come down and earn their gold skull. But Tori tries to um, try to pull the plug on um, TJ and try to be like, "Hey, we want to know if it's a girl's elimination before we go down." Da, 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 da. TJ says, um, "As double agents, you have to be ready for everything, but expect nothing." And that's just, yeah, bitch, shut the fuck up. So Devin whispers to tell her to pass, and that he would get her her red skull which is i don't i don't know how you're going to possibly get someone else your red skull you can't go down and compete for them so that was just bullshit but lo and behold tori passes on the um opportunity to come down and devin of course already has his gold skull so it would be no point for him to come down so basically we get to to the um the other point where we see um when we i'm sorry when we see fessy and anisa go down and we see that fessy wants to to go down against amber and nelson which is kind of fucked up because you've been playing tyb with Corey and nelson since the beginning but you didn't give them enough respect to let them know that you wanted to go down if it was them in the house vote or if it was anybody in the house vote you didn't let nobody know your plan you wanted to walk around the house acting weird trying to be rogue trying to be fake and it backfired well it didn't really backfire i think it's, it probably will backfire in the future maybe hopefully please god please yeah um so we get a hard bra and we find out that it's a men's elimination. Of course, it's a men's elimination. I feel like this whole season has just been men's eliminations. It's just pointless. So, um, yeah. 
they start blowing that motherfucking horn. Essie is literally playing dirty. Like, they collide in the middle. That should be all. It's a hard brawl. Collide in the middle, get past each other, get out, ring a bell. No. Fetsy wants to sit over top of him, put his elbow in him, put his face, put his hand, like, on his face. Try to rip his fucking helmet off. He takes his protective shield off. He literally rips it off. He puts his hand through his... Fessy puts his hand through Nelson's helmet into his face. Mind you, they're on the ground. It's dirt. It's just kind of annoying. He's literally playing so dirty, like really trying to hurt him. And it's pissing me off because it's like, you're already big. You already know Nelson is not good at hard roll. So just get out of there. So Leroy takes No, I said Leroy. Wow. Fessy takes round one and TJ has to remind him not to play dirty because literally we see it. And we get round two. Fessy wins round two, meaning Fessy wins the elimination against Amber M and Nelson, well, against Nelson, which means Nelson has to go, and Amber M is rogue for the time being, but Fessy has the opportunity to take either Casey or Anissa, no, Fessy has the opportunity to take Anissa or Amber M, no, yeah, and he saw Amber M or Infiltrate. Fessy infiltrates. He takes Casey from Leroy. Leroy has the opportunity to, you know, blase, blase. Leroy takes Anissa, and, you know, since Michi was rogue, Michi gets Amber M. And that is where we end the episode. Um, this was a pretty rapid fire review of Standard Definition. Maybe it was rapid fire. I'm not really sure if it was that rapid. It was pretty rapid. I'm lying. It was definitely pretty rapid. But hopefully I got to all the most important points. If there's anything that I'm missing and you're um, a consistent viewer of the... I cannot talk. And you're a consistent viewer of Standard Definition and the challenge. And you want to call me out on things that I may or may not have missed. Or blase, blase. Feel free to. And I noticed something. Every time I end an episode of Standard Definition, I never give you any social media handles at all. So I'm going to start doing that right now you can follow me on instagram at nor never none that's n-o-r-n-e-v-e-r-n-o-n-e nor never none my twitter handle is that as well you can follow the the official instagram at standard definition that's standard definition 1d for the d in standard and the d in definition so that would be s-t-a-n-d-a-r-d-e-f-i-n-i-t-i-o-n Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful night, and I will see y'all for the RuPaul's Drag Race review. And then after that, we will have a regular episode of Standard Definition. So y'all be breezy, and y'all have a good night.